This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. I agree with you. You know, the, the topic of conversation, how people feel, there's all kinds of different position groups right now. You, you think of the defensive line, if that star falls late, 28, if a running back, uh, tight end, offensive lineman happens to fall, that was a top guy to 28. Yes, take him. But at this moment, when you are looking at the O-line class, I don't know how you feel, but I've said it plenty of times on this podcast. I'm not comfortable with the Cincinnati Bengals front office taking an offensive lineman in the draft. I would rather just pay for my right tackle this offseason. I guess the issue you run into there is there's not a lot of guys that you probably want to pay much money. Um, I think Mike McGlinchey is kind of popular, but he has a – look, you guys hate Jonah. He has a worse pass pro grade on BFF from Jonah. I think he's a worse – pass protector than Jonah and he's moving from an offense uh, that will protect him a ton with tight ends because Trent Williams is on the other side and play action where he just gets to run, run down the line and just pick somebody up that way on keepers and stuff. And the tight end picks up the edge to an offense where he's going to have to pass it on an Island against TJ Watt, like 20 times or something like that. Well, they'll probably chip, but still, you know, it's what Jonah gets killed on and you guys want better when he's against miles Garrett, this would, probably be the same thing on the other side. I think he's a worse pass protector than Jonah. That's you're paying $15 million a year for that. But everybody got on me about trying to pay $15 million a year for Ter- for Teron Armstead. Who's actually an elite talent. Yeah. He plays 13 games a year. Who cares? Pick up a good swing tackle with the other 5 million. Let's roll. Didn't do it. There's no Teron Armstead in this. I don't think Orlando Brown is also a, a real upgrade over Jonah, to be honest. He's more powerful. And I think you get a similar pass protector. Is that worth $25 million a year? Not to me. Um, like I, I what do you want to pay Jonah? Because you're not, I know the sacks allowed thing when it comes to pressure and like how often he loses, it's similar to Orlando Brown. It's just unlucky. And I think he loses a little more dramatically at times. And I think Orlando Brown's so big that sometimes those pressures, it's harder to turn those into sacks just because he's ginormous. Um, but yeah, I, I, he loses about as much as Jonah. So there's no Tron Armstead out there. Do you get like an Isaiah win for nine millions? I think Jawan Taylor is an interesting guy because he's so young and he just had a career season and he's a better pass protector than a run blocker, which I know I've gone over why the run game is important. But look, in the Bengals offense, you have a much harder job pass protecting than anything else. I think it's one of the most hardest. I think it's one of the most difficult places to play offensive tackle. Just I know Burrow does a lot to help, but the amount that they like to go five out in into the pattern and uh, give no help and ask these guys to just pick up the guy they're against. It's tough. Uh, so yeah, that, there, there's a few guys out there that I think are cheap, like swing tackle types or low end starters, but yeah, that's my issue with paying the right tackle is I, there's no, 
like Jawan Taylor is interesting and Isaiah Wynn type is interesting. Isaiah Wynn to me is like a carbon clone of Jonah really though. And I know people get upset about it by like week nine. Do you think they can get kind of a, and uh, Bengals fans aren't going to like this because I, I joke all the time and say they're Riley Reef away from the Super Bowl. When <laughs> yeah, there's Riley Reefs out there. But yeah, like a Riley Reef type. I don't think they're going to go spend huge money because they're going to try and bring Von Bell back. Maybe they re-sign Hayden Hurst or another tight end that's out there on, on the open market. But at the same time, I think you still need to look at the right tackle position, even if it's more of a depth piece. If Lyle, they feel good about Lyle coming back. But we don't know anything about how Lyle's feeling. They're not out there working out right now. Yeah. Um, the one. Yeah. There's there's Riley Reef types. Billy Turner's out there. Um, Jermaine Illuminor. I haven't watched him much, but somebody I trust said he's solid. And he has, uh, I think, Joe Goodberry and Jake Lisko like him. So, sure. <laughs> uh, there's, there's those types out there. There's not a guy that you pay a bunch of money and he's your right tackle for the next five years, I think. That, like, maybe Jawan Taylor. Um, even McGlinchey's older. I, even if you really wanted to believe in him, he's older. And like I've said, I, I don't think he's the pass protector that's really worth paying over there. Jawan Taylor comes from a similar idea of he's he had to pass protect on Island a lot. The issue with him is he wasn't very good before the season. He showed flashes, but it wasn't consistent. This year he was pretty consistently good to great. So it's it's possible. And maybe you get a discount because he he was a first round pick, but he hasn't been consistent. I don't know how the NFL thinks of him. Um, so that one's interesting, but I know you want to get into Michael Mayer talk. I do want to get into Michael Mayer talk. Uh, plenty. We will talk about the offensive line every episode until we get into the NFL draft, maybe even preseason of next year. And hopefully there are plenty of things to talk about. You finally watched. And and what I love about your breakdowns, you, you're you not going to give an opinion if you haven't watched the guy yet. You went back and you watched how many Michael Mayer games? Five. Five. That is perfect. Uh, Daniel Jeremiah, one of my absolute favorites over at the NFL Network, and I'm not going to say he hits on all of his mock drafts, but it's early on. And uh, today he released his Michael Mayer early going to the Cincinnati Bengals mm-hmm. to be determined on what they do with Hayden Hurst. What do you like and dislike about Mayer? I was just also going to point out that in Daniel Jeremiah's mock so far, he's done two. He's fairly plugged in the NFL. The Bengals went tight end in the first one and tight end in the second one. I don't know. Maybe it's just matching positional value to a guy, to a team that doesn't have a tight end really on the roster. They got like one. I don't remember who. Asiasi? <laughs> Wilcox? One of those guys. Uh, Wilcox. That's it. Yeah, Wilcox is still on the roster. I think it's easy to point out, like, that's a need. <laughs> um, but, yeah. So what I like is I think he comes into the NFL with a pretty high floor. I think um, he does a lot of the tight end stuff really well. He, something I don't see a lot of people talk about, but something I really like to see is a guy's ability to release at the second level. You think of release, um, like wide receivers doing some crazy foot stuff, doing like a basketball crossover thing with tight ends. It's not as graceful. It is running into, (laughs) it's more D line, um, swipe moves, swim moves, rip moves, just keeping your hand, keeping their hands off of you because I know it's not allowed technically going to happen a lot when you're a tight end. So uh, these guys are going to try to grab him, push him, get their hands on him, move him off of where he's running. And he does a really good job of staying on his track, getting those hands off of him. It helps him create separation. He has a pretty good um, at the break of his routes, pushing off, but not holding out an extended arm that gets called. I've, I've watched, 
whenever I watch tight ends coach talk, I know it doesn't sound like they're just, it's how to legally cheat, you know, <laughs> like push off, but don't fully extend the arm, <laughs> you know, things like that. Try to chicken wing it. Um, so yeah, he pushes off, which every tight end does, and he doesn't get called for it because he doesn't keep it out there or fully extend most of the time. So that's good. Um, he's got good hands. He's a good contested catch guy. And when it comes to blocking, I think overall it's a little bit of a mixed bag. Uh, but I think it comes in, you could use him as a blocker right away. There's just stuff that I think needs worked on a tiny bit. Uh, when What I'm talking about is he's powerful. He's 265 pounds. <laughs> you know, like He's good at that. Uh, he can move guys. What he does best is when he's set up by a tackle, when they're on a double team, the tackle kind of holds him up and Mayer's able to plow into him and move him over. And then he also does a, and then climb up to the second level because he's fairly athletic, gets up to the second level and blocks that guy as well. He also does a pretty good job on his sift blocks, which is working from one side of the formation to the other and picking that guy up. He can really lay some wood doing that. Um, so I think that's just about everything I really liked about him. Um, trying to think if there's anything else. Uh, maybe I'll bring it up if it comes to me when I get to uh, what I think are a little bit of the negatives. But yeah, I I think I think overall he's he's going to be at least a pretty solid tight end. And if you think about their tight end room over the last couple of years, that's a huge upgrade, even if yeah. he's going to be a rookie out there. Yeah. Uh, three In three years, he's probably giving you more than Hayden Hurst did. So when you get more to the negative side about the overall picture, if all the tight ends, which I don't think is going to happen because it does feel like a pretty talented group of tight ends, and maybe you can get some in the second round too, if all of them are available and you're at 28, oh. Is this a wrong decision by Cincinnati to take him? Hmm. I didn't think about that. I thought we were doing the negatives. But, yeah, we'll, we'll, we can have this discussion because I've negatives. watched. The only guy I haven't watched is um, Luke Musgrave, who goes in the first round sometimes, which he has 500 career yards. I thought I clicked on the wrong Luke Musgrave when I, <laughs> I looked him up. I was like, I see his big games, his small games. Like, oh, he played two games last year. as 500 yards for his career. This is going to be hard. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but uh, yeah, I, I th how good do you feel? Because I, I don't know how I feel about what is Cincinnati's ability to really develop the receiving end of a tight end. Do you yeah. feel good or bad about that? I don't know if I feel confident. confident okay, about then that. I take Mayor. If I feel confident that I could develop the receiving end of a tight end, I'd really look at Darnell Washington because I know we talk about an extra offensive tackle as a tight end. He is literally that at six foot seven, 285 pounds, and he is a monster when it comes to blocking. Mayor is a little bit of a mixed bag right now. There's stuff he does really well. There's He doesn't really sustain his blocks well. He can let guys get into his chest. He plays a little too high and sometimes, and sometimes he plays with too wide of a base. He's still figuring this out. Um, with Washington, by far, maybe the, well, yeah, for me, by far the best blocking tight end I've watched, like out of my three years of doing this. Just mm -hmm. bar none. I watched a ton of tight ends last year. Um, and this year, I think Mayer is on the upper end of uh, tight end's ability to block coming out of college. But Washington, I think he enters the league just, you could use him as a blocker 
anytime. Week one, I think he could be caving guys in and blowing stuff up for your run game. The issue is he's he's very raw as a receiver. I think I'll just say that. Like he doesn't do the release stuff as well. He can get away with it sometimes just because he's 280 pounds. So uh, guys try to put their hands on him. He just kind of like runs through it. <laughs> because like, you know, like a fly running into a, a, a rhinoceros. But his, his hands aren't great. Uh, he uh, He's a clapper is what I call that because his hands are so far apart. And then the ball comes, he tries to clap at it instead of keeping the hands tight together and just catching it soft. Mayor does a soft catch. Uh, Washington's a clapper. <laughs> so you got to be able to fix his hands. You got to be able to fix his routes and uh, you got to be able to fix his releases and things like that. But if you can polish him, I, I think he's a Mercedes Lewis type, but if you could really polish him, I think he's the highest ceiling. So if you feel really good about your tight end development, take him. If you don't feel great about it, I would say even if you, if you don't feel great about it, like if you, even feel good about it, I would still take Mayor, I think, just because high floor and he's going to be at least solid, I think. And he has a chance to be good to great. Like, it's not like he can't be an elite tight end. I just think he doesn't have the top end athleticism of, um, of to make him like that elite, elite receiver, which I'm not sure Washington does either, but Washington's going to be more athletic for his size just because he's so big. And Washington's going to come, he's going to be a better blocker. So I think you're going to get – it's actually funny. I, I think of – when you think of there's two areas to being a tight end, blocking and receiving, I think there's um, the three guys I've watched that are first-round talents or so, um, Dalton Kincaid, Michael Mayer, and Darnell Washington. It's almost min, max, and middle, like, like jack-of-all-trades in the middle. Dalton Kincaid can't block. Like I don't know if I would trust him to do anything really. <laughs> Well, then never mind. Get him off the list. But can he develop that? Sure, maybe. He's 240 pounds. We do not have time to develop, even though I have the best player available. If you you keep, you know, if you have a sample there, maybe you can roll with this. He's really, he's he's a receiver. He's a Mike Kosicki. He he really can't block that well. Um, The Florida tape really showed that, and they kept asking him to do it, and he kept failing. Uh, So that's the one end. But he's an awesome receiver. He's super athletic. He's probably going to run like a 4-5 somewhere in there. He's probably going to have come out with like a nine, five RAS score. Then in the middle, you've got Michael Mayer, who I think is athletic enough. He's got very good body control. I didn't mention that, but he has very good body control and ability to work on the sidelines. Just a lot of good stuff. Like he's almost does everything at least a solid level. That's him. He's the middle. And then you have Darnell Washington who can't, I don't, I don't know how much I trust him to catch the ball right now, but he is going to block the heck out of people. So there's there's the three guys, and I think Musgrave's more towards Kincaid, although I haven't watched at all. Uh, so three guys. You want the slot receiver, athlete, super athlete type that has awesome hands. I think he only dropped 1% of his college passes in Kincaid. Do you want the guy that does a little bit of everything or do you want the guy that can block his tail off, but it's probably going to be a few years before you see some receiving yards? No, 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 no. We, we, we do not have. You like the middle? I like the, the Goldilocks. <laughs> and that's the question that the Bengals are going to ask. And I don't think all three of them will be there when the Bengals are picking at 28. And, no. and I could be wrong. Kincaid went 16 in that down, down Jeremiah mock. I was shocked. Yeah, that seems out of all of him, all of them for him to go at 16 would be surprising. But yeah, that's a question the front office front office has to ask do you want a guy who's going to be a dominant playmaker down the road uh can block more of a developmental piece or do you want a receiver a playmaker day one who this team you know 
could really use on the roster, especially if they don't bring back Hayden Hurst and you have Mitchell Wilcox out there. And you still have questions who your number four receiver is, but you plug in Michael Mayer and uh, you're doing pretty good out there. Uh, is there any other negatives you want to bring up with Mayer really quickly? Um, yeah, so there's see no it's really just i think the athleticism caps his receiving ability a little bit even though he can work down the field it's just he's not going to be you know i don't know um trying to think of super athletes at the like even travis kelsey's not a super athlete so he's not kyle pitts is i guess what i'm saying is that i don't think i could trust him to run a bunch of deep post routes and beat corners or something like that he's solid he's solid everything uh, no more negatives. I think it's a mixed bag blocking. I think his blocking gets a little overstated sometimes. He's not Gron- Rob Gronkowski. Uh, he's still solid at it, and he can become really good. He's got the frame and potential to become a great blocker, but it's not there just yet. So those are the negatives. To me, I, I would also take Mayer. I think that the floor is just so safe with him, and it's not like you can't get a very good tight end out of it. Like, he could easily get into that. I don't know what Dalton Schultz is probably like a top eight tight end. I think he could easily be become better than Dalton Schultz. I will say this. I think that's one to watch for because I think Dalton could be someone who the Cowboys bring back or he's a franchise tag or the Cowboys take a tight end in this draft. And that's mm. going to be something to watch in the first round. I think the tight, I think the Cowboys, he fits the Cowboys type. I think they like, I, I don't think they care about the athleticism as much when you look at their past and how they had Jason Witten all those years. If they could find a guy that can be Jason Witten, I think they'd love that. And I'm not saying Mayer is Jason Witten. I think he's faster. He's more athletic than Jason Witten was, at least when I watched Jason Witten for the most part. Um, but yeah, I think they'll they'll like everything he does. So I think that's interesting. Um, but look, that. I like him. I think it's a fine, fine pick for Cincinnati at 28. If he's there, I am, I co-sign this. Um, would I take B. John Robinson over that? You probably don't want to know. Yes. yes. But here's I the- would. I just, I don't know. I, what is, why is it okay to take tight ends in the first round when the history of first round tight ends is like terrible? Um, and why, and it's not okay to take running backs there just because of the position value. I don't fully get, but it's fine. I, I'm, I am a proponent of taking either. So look, what I do is I don't, I evaluate the player. <laughs> that's, that's about it for me. I, I evaluate the player and I think, what is that a fine pick? I gave Mayer the highest out of the tight ends I've watched so far. Still got to watch Musgrave, but we'll see there. I only do film. So it's possible that his 500 yards, we'll see. Maybe they're an awesome 500 yards. <laughs> Maybe they don't move me enough. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that, um, I think Mayer's a good pick at 28 if he's there. It's a question of whether or not he's there. And um, I'm going to wrap this up really quickly because we're going a little long on the tight end segment. Uh, Mayer just fits Cincinnati. He's from Cubcath right across the river. And he did have a photo. I think he since deleted it because Bengals Twitter found it where he has the Bengals in his background right right before he yeah. uh, went to he's, he's a fan. It would be very cool for the story. He grew up near here. He's a fan. He just had that video with like the who's your favorite quarterback, Joe Burrow and all that type of things. There's a tweet uh, from, I think, 2017. Mm-hmm. Somewhere around when CJ Uzama got an extension. <laughs> it was like, with the first pick, the Bengals select Michael Mayer. It'd be awesome. The story is so cool, and I think he's a good player. So I co-signed this pick. I, I'm i okay with it. 
I'd probably take him over the tackles that were there in uh, the Daniel Jeremiah mock. So and it's not that I hate like a Dewan Jones or an Anton Harrison. It's and I haven't watched Jalen Duncan. It's just to me they're round two guys. I I think that there's quite a bit of bust potential with each one, and that scares me because taking Austin Jackson over Jonathan Taylor or I don't know uh, Dallas Goddard just because they're more valuable. That's not the move in my opinion. All this to say, all three tight ends and running back will be off the board by the time the Bengals. Probably gonna be an awesome corner. <laughs> there you go. It could all fall to Cincinnati. Really depends on what uh, the first twenty-seven picks think uh, ahead of them. But it's gonna be fun. I can't wait to talk more about the combine next week, going into free agency, pro days, and the NFL draft right around the corner. But let's talk franchise tag next on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati.